Let's begin to pray. Lord, I declare in the name of Jesus that you are going to speak to us this morning. As many that are part of this service, Lord, that you are going to speak to them. Everyone is going to be blessed today. Lord, speak your word. I am a vessel to speak your word. Lord, you are going to use me to speak your word. Everyone is going to be blessed through this service today. Their life is not going to remain the same. After today's service, they are going to be able to bless God. After today's service, there are a lot of testimonies that are going to come. In Jesus' name we are praying. Amen, 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 in Jesus' name. I welcome everyone to today's service. And thank you for worshiping with us this morning. I'm so excited to see everyone that is part of the church. And then thank you for being part of uh, the Bible study and the prayers that we've been uh, having. And I pray that God will continue to bless us. As we all know that today is a communion service. So I'm going to be teaching about communion today. This is our first time of uh, we having communion. So and then I'm going to be teaching on communion. And after that, we are going to be having a communion. I hope you have your bread, little bread, and then little drink with you that you can use. We are going to bless it and we are going to take the communion as Christ commanded us because it's a command by Christ. One of those things that were commanded in the New Testament is communion. Not forsaking the garden of brethren and also communion. Communion, breaking bread together and fellowshipping together. So everything is into one another. So part of it is communion, remembering what Jesus did. So we're going to go into talking about communion, and I hope you have your Bible there and your jotter there so that you can judge some things down. First, I want us to understand that uh, communion is like the second um, covenant, the new covenant that we got into after the death of Christ. So we are going to, I want to remind us of the first uh, covenant that happened and the first communion that happened that we call the Passover. So that was the first one that happened when the children of Israelites were leaving Egypt. And we're going to look at that. I want us to read Exodus chapter 13. Before we talk about what is now happening in the New Testament, I want us to bring us to what happened in the Old Testament and how important what happened in the Old Testament is. Because the, the, the New Testament is, uh, the Old Testament is a shadow of the New Testament. So the real thing is the New Testament. So God brought a shadow in the New Testament, teaching his people so as to know what is going to happen in the New Testament. And it's how they fulfilled. If you look at Exodus chapter 12, verse 41 to 43, we're going to read Exodus 12, 41 to 43, it says, And it came to pass at the end of the 430 years, even the self-same day, it came to pass that all the hosts of the Lord went out from the land of Egypt. It is a night to be much observed unto the Lord for bringing them out from the land of Egypt. This is that night of the Lord to be observed of all the children of Israel in their generation. Verse 43 says, And the Lord said unto Moses and Aaron, This is the ordinance of the Passover. There shall no stranger eat thereof. I want you to know that. That the Lord said unto Moses and to Aaron, the leaders, he said, This is the ordinance of what? Of Passover. And there shall no stranger eat thereof. If you look at what God is instructing them to do, is a Passover. 
they ate an unleavened bread, I mean, uh, um, living meat put together with bread uh, before they left. And they were eating it, they froze uh, a frosted chicken, I mean, uh, meat, that's what they used. But they were eating it by standing. And that night, the Lord delivered them, brought them out of Egypt. And if you know what happened in that day, many of the firstborn in Egypt died. Many of the firstborn of animals, of everything that the Egyptians have, died on that very day. But the Lord protected his own people, and no evil happened to them. And he told Moses and Aaron, he said, this must be observed throughout all their generations. This must be observed. So we all already understand the first Passover, which is also called, the, we can call the first communion that happened in the Old Testament. And if you look at something that you should note in verse 43, it says, There shall no stranger eat thereof. That's the same thing with communion. Communion is not for uh, new people that just come to church that doesn't know anything about Jesus. Communion is not for unbelievers. Communion is not for that. It's for believers. It's for those that are born again. It's for those that are born again that recognize the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus. If you don't recognize the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus, and you become a family of Christ, born into the kingdom of God, then communion is not for you. Because communion is a family of Jesus, eating and fellowshipping together. So communion is that. That is what communion is. That is what communion is. Remember what the Bible says about the communion of the Holy Spirit. It means the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to fellowship with everyone. But when we talk about this communion of eating the bread and drinking the wine, which can be likened to any juice, it is only for who? For believers, for those that are saved. So it's already stated that no stranger, if someone is an unbeliever, someone that is not born again, is a stranger. Is a stranger. So we have to get that clear. So when we talk about communion, we are doing what? We are sharing in the blood of Christ. You might say, oh, are we drinking the blood of Christ literally? So no, but we are remembering it. It's a remembrance. And whenever we do it, spiritually, we are actually partaking in drinking the blood of Christ. Not a physical thing. Because communion can be a physical thing that you are holding, holding the bread and looking at the wine that this is just ordinary. But the moment it is blessed, it's not ordinary. It's what? It becomes supernatural. It becomes spiritual. The moment the bread and the wine is blessed, you cannot just take it for granted and use it anyhow. It becomes spiritual and holy unto the Lord. I want us to look at... Um, um, looking at when Jesus wanted to do the Passover with his disciples in Matthew chapter 26, I want us to look at that. Matthew chapter 26, before we look at the New Testament, when Paul is talking about this communion, what we should do to it. So because we need to know the instructions that follows and why and how we should take the communion. There are many uh, uh, wrong ways in which people partake in communion that they are not supposed to. Communion is not like eating uh, uh, bread and tea or eating a full meal. It's, if you are hungry, it's, that's not the reason why you should take communion. So it's not like I want to eat much. That's why I want to take communion. No. So Matthew chapter 26, I want us to read verse 17 to 19 
And then I want us to read from verse 26. Matthew 26, let's read from verse 17 to 19. Now the first day of the feast of your living bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying unto him, Where will thou that will prepare for thee to eat the Passover? And he said, Go into the city to such a man, and say unto him, The master says, My time is at hand, I will keep Passover at thy house with my disciples. And his disciples did as Jesus has appointed them, and they had ready, and they made ready the Passover. Let's read verse 26 of that same Matthew chapter 26. Verse 26 down to 30. It says, And as they were eating, Jesus took the bread and blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to the disciples, and said, Take it, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks, gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sin. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in the, my Father's kingdom. And when they had sung and hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives. Look at what Jesus did. When he took the bread, there are instructions, there are things that you can look at. When he took the bread, he said, this bread is my body. So we should know that the bread that we are taking is partaking in the body of Christ. Eating the body. That's why I say is you that you are uh, a believer, uh, the, the part of the body of Christ are those that can partake in communion. It's not about your position. It's not about your age. It's not about your status in the community. The only people that can partake in communion are people that are saved. People that are regenerated already. People that are saved are the only one that can do it, that can partake of the communion. So if you know that you're not saved or you are struggling with sin, there is a process to do before we can take the communion. Look at what Jesus did. The Bible says that Jesus did what? Jesus took the bread and blessed it. He took the bread and do what? He blessed it. The moment he blessed it, we know that it is made holy. It is blessed. And whatever is blessed by Jesus that we bless can do all kinds of things. There are a benefit of taking communion, which many of us can know. There are many sickness that have been broken. There are many diseases that have been broken by taking communion, by partaking in that bread, by eating that bread. There are many diseases of the blood, diseases uh, that people are carrying, many cancer, many sicknesses that people are carrying that is flowing in their blood. In the moment they drink the blood of Jesus, all those things will go. The moment they partake in communion, because you have to use your faith in it, the Bible says he blessed it, and he broke it, and he gave it to them. So we in the New Testament, the moment you take partake of the communion, whatever you are carrying, whatever problem in your body, is being healed at that moment. Because it is his body. You cannot partake of the body of Christ and still carry sickness. You cannot partake of the body of Christ and still walk under curse. You cannot be part of the body of Christ and still be afflicted by the devil. You cannot be partaking of the body of Christ and still be weak in your body. Even if you are weak in your body, as you are partaking of that communion, what is happening? 
strength of the Lord is coming upon you. There are many people that have been filled with the Holy Spirit just by partaking in communion. There are many miracles, many power of God that has taken place just through the communion. Look at what he did. He, what? he broke the bread and then what? he gave it to the disciples. And he told them, this is my body. So he makes, first, before, they don't understand communion as being his body. They just know that it's just normal bread that they bless and they must partake of Passover. But this one is not just Passover. This is my body that is broken for you. And what? He took the cup and he told them, this is my blood. He's literally telling them, and he gave thanks and gave it to them and drink it. This is my blood. Before, they don't know that, that, that when they take part of the Passover, it's his blood. No, they don't know that. They just know that we have to do it because it's an ordinances that are written. And now we have to know that this is not a religious thing. It means that what the communion that we do is not religious. It is spiritual. It's a spiritual thing that we are doing. Not religion. I'm practicing religion. No. Communion is a spiritual thing. Communion needs to be taken with carefulness. To say, this is my blood of the New Testament. So you are under the New Testament. And the New Testament is a testament of what? Of grace. The Last Supper, also they call it the Holy Communion. They call it the Cup of Blessing. Some also call it the Breaking of Bread. And I want you to understand that the bread sustains the body. If you look at it, uh, it's a part of the body. When you take bread, it, what, it sustains your body. It shows that Christ sustains us. Christ is our sustainability. Part of what you should understand is what? When you are taking part of the communion, you are understanding that Christ is my sustainability. He's the only one that can sustain me. The word of God that you take, which is also the the Bible says is the bread, the bread of life, what sustains you. You cannot do without the word of God. You cannot do without that bread. It nourishes you. It strengthens us. It energizes us. It builds us. It builds us. Uh, let's look at what uh, Jesus was saying, talking about the bread also. Uh, John chapter 6, I want us to look at verse 51, John 6, verse 51, John chapter 6, verse 51, it says, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. This living bread. When we look at, we are doing the communion in remembrance of what he did for us. And we are coming under that same covenant. And that same covenant, there is no cause under that same covenant. Under the new covenant, there is healing. Under the new covenant, there is protection. Under the new covenant, there is provision. Under the new covenant, we are free. So when we look at the communion as we are remembering what Jesus did for us, that his body was broken for us on that cross. He broke his body. The Bible says he broke the bread. He broke his body. His body was broken totally. The blood gushed out of his body. The blood that what? That washes our sin away. What? Gushed out of his body. So we have to do this as a remembrance of what we are doing. Let's look at what verse 58 also says. 
This is that bread which came down from heaven. Look at it. It said the bread that came down from heaven. Not as your father did eat manna, the Passover, the Old Testament, and at death. He that eats of this bread shall live forever. So it means that this bread, this communion, bring life to us. Whenever we partake of it, even you can do the communion by yourself. I have some of my friends that uh, every morning they take communion. And it has been strengthening them. Every morning they partake of the communion. Every week they partake of the communion. They, took, they take a bread and then they take a little bit of a drink, or a, a, uh, not wine, but uh, any drink that is not alcoholic. And they bless it. And they have always been healthy. They are not using drugs. Many are not partaking in using drugs because they are taking the communion. And they know that this blood flows into their body and it brings healing. This body, this bread, flows into their body and what it energizes their body. No matter what your body is facing, when you take of that communion, it changes who you are. When you take of that blood, what happens? Everything that is flowing in your system is washed away. There are many people that believe it. And I want you to understand that we are not doing communion without faith. We are doing it with faith. Anything that is done without faith is what? Is a sin. If you don't have faith in Jesus that he can heal you, that he can re-energize you, he can strengthen you, if you do it, you are just wasting your time. So we are doing it in remembrance, but there are spiritual application to all these things. I want us to look at Isaiah 53, then we look at First uh, Corinthians chapter 11, and then we are going to go into prayer and take a communion. Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53. So, I'm not going to waste our time today. But I'm just going to. But I want you to be ready for God to touch you today. I want you to prepare your mind for a re-energizing of you. A rekindling. I want you to prepare yourself for the power of God to touch you today. Because there are certain things that God wants to release. There are certain things that God wants to do. As we are partaking in this communion. This is our first time of taking a communion. And there are certain things that God will be doing. And I want you to, uh, to release your faith. There is a need for you to what? To release your faith at this time. To release your faith. Believe God for the impossible. I don't know what you are carrying in your body. I don't know that sickness in your body. I don't know that infirmity. I don't know that problem that you are having. I don't know the area that you need God for, but this partaking in this communion is going to bring that change in your life. Isaiah 53, I want us to look at verse 4 and 5. Isaiah 53, verse 4 and 5, looking at his body was broken. And whatever you are going through that is mentioned in Isaiah 53 must be gone today. Must be what? Must be gone totally. You must not carry it again. You should not finish this communion and still continue to carry those things. That you were carrying before. Isaiah 53, verse 4 and 5 says, Surely he has borne our grief and carried our sorrow, yet he did esteem him stinking, smiting of God and afflicted. Verse 5, he said, But he was wounded for our transgression, he was bruised for our iniquity. He said, The chastisement of our peace was upon him. He said, By his stripes we are healed. Maybe many of you need healing today. By Jesus Christ, as he was being beaten and blood was flowing out, gushing out, 
as his body was broken. Whatever is breaking your body, whatever is breaking your mind, whatever is affecting your body, is affecting your mind, is affecting your blood, is affecting your system, is affecting your life, is going to be taken out. It's going to be healed by the power of God. The anointing of God will come upon you and heal you. Let's open our Bible to Isaiah, First Corinthians chapter 11, and then we're going to take the communion right away. First Corinthians chapter 11, I want us to read, because this is one instruction that Paul explained further about the communion that we are about to take, uh, explaining further about the communion. So First Corinthians chapter 11, let's read from verse 20. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse, verse 20 says, When ye come together, therefore, in one place, this is not to eat the last supper. For in eating, everyone taketh before order his own supper. And one is hungry, and another is drinking. What? Have ye not house to eat and drink in? Or despise ye the church of God? And shame, that, that, shame them that have not. What shall I say unto you? Shall I praise you in this? I praise you not. For I have received of the Lord that which I have delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he has given thanks, he broke it, and said, Take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in the remembrance of me. Let's look at verse 25. See, after this manner also he took the cup when he has sought, saying, The cup is the New Testament in my blood. These do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. Verse 26 and 27. I want us to read that too. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord death. Till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat, let's look at this. Whosoever shall eat the this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. Verse 28, and we are going to do this before we partake of the communion. Say, but let a man examine himself. So let him eat of that bread. And the drink of that wine. For he that eats and drink unworthily eats and drink damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you, many sleep, many die. That's what it means. So it means that it's telling them that communion is not what you do because you are so hungry. And you saw all the bread and all the drink, and you're like, oh, I'm going to fill my appetite today. No, that's not communion. They are doing it unworthy. Communion is also not what you do without examining yourself. So it's very important for us to examine ourselves. And it's just simple. What you need to do is what? Is to confess your sin. Examine yourself. What is unright in you? We have to check ourselves before we take communion. We cannot be uh, we cannot be lying to ourselves because we all know ourselves. And Jesus knows who we are. So we have to be plain before him when we want to take partake of his body. We have to be plain and ask for forgiveness. No matter what you have done, if you have been born again and you are 
you're still saying, you're still committing. What you need to do is to what? Is to re, uh, is to recommit yourself to Christ. Is to recommit yourself to Christ. And before you take the communion, every one of us are going to repent. No matter who you are, no matter how righteous you are, maybe you've repented before, we are still going to repent of our sin and ask God to wash our sin away and then we are going to partake of the communion. I pray that the Lord will bless us in the name of Jesus. We are going to do it just like verse 24 and 25 before we take the communion. So when he had given thanks, so he broke it. So after we've asked for forgiveness of our sin, we are going to give thanks. Then we are going to partake of it. It's time for us to pray. I want us first right now to examine ourselves. I want you to check your heart and examine yourself. Just like David did, and he was broken before God, and he knew that I am a sinner. When the prophet told David, this is what this person has done, and he said it was you, David was broken before the Lord. And I want us to be broken before the Lord today. Because no matter what you have done, God's mercy prevails. God is a mercy to God. So I want you to examine yourself right now. Check yourself. Where is it that you are not right with God? Which area in your life that you are not right with God? And I want you to ask for forgiveness right now. And I want you to begin to confess your sin to Jesus. I want you to begin to confess. Let's begin to confess and say, Lord, have mercy upon me. Jesus, have mercy upon me. In every way that I'm not right with you, have mercy to me. Lord, have mercy upon me. Wash me clean, Lord. Cleanse my heart, Lord. Make me right with you, Lord. Have mercy, Lord. I want you to have mercy upon me, Lord, in every way that I'm not right with you. Lord, in every way that we are not right with you, we have come before you for your mercy, Lord, so that your mercy will prevail over us. Wash us clean today. Lord, we want to partake of the body and, the, and, your, and your blood, but we ask for your mercy, Lord. Have mercy upon us. In Jesus' name we are praying. After we've done that, the Bible says in verse 24 of that first Corinthians chapter 11, it says what? And they gave thanks. So I want you to thank God for his, the salvation of your soul. I want you to thank God for his, his working in your life. I want you to thank God for what God has taken you through. How God has been developing. I want you to use this time to thank you. Can we just begin to thank God? Jesus, we thank you for everything that you've done for us. Jesus, we are grateful, Lord, for all the ways that you bless us. Thank you, Lord, for how you have blessed us. Thank you, Jesus. For your walking in our life, for your spirit is walking in our life, for those mighty things that you've done for us. Lord, we thank you for your death upon the cross. We thank you because you sacrificed yourself for our sin. We thank you because you have used your blood to wash away our sin. We thank you because through your stripes, by your own stripes, we are healed already. We thank you for the healing power that is flowing upon our life today. Thank you, Jesus, for what you are doing. We give you all the glory. Thank you, Jesus, for what you did for us many years ago, 2,000 years ago. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for our sin, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that we are able to know you are. Thank you, Jesus, for showing us the way of salvation. For showing every one of us that way of salvation, for bringing us out of darkness, that we were once in darkness, ignorant of what God has done, alienated from the promises of God. But you have brought us back, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for our salvation. We thank you, Lord, for how you've been working in our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I want us to have our bread with us right now. 
you have your bread and your wine or your drink with you. I have mine here with me. So I'm going to, we are going to bless it. This is mine. So we are going to bless it and then we are going to partake in it. So I want you to have it with you and I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray and we are going to both eat the bread together and then we are going to drink the, the, the cup together. So I want you to have it with you right now and let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for everything that you've done for us. Thank you, Jesus, because of what you have done for us on the cross of Calvary. Thank you, Jesus, because we are doing this in remembrance of what you have done. How you bless us. How you die for the sin of the whole world. How you make us your family, your friends. You brought us closer together. How we are saved, redeemed, regenerated. Lord, we bless you for everything that you've done for us. Lord, I bless this bread and the cup right now in the name of Jesus. And I sanctify this bread and the cup right now. And I turn this bread to be your body. And this cup to be your blood in the name of Jesus. And I declare that as we partake in it, Lord, that the power of God will be demonstrated. That healing will take place. Those that need strength in their body, they will receive strength. Those that need healing in their body, they will receive healing. Those that are under a curse as they are partaking in this communion, the curses are broken. Those that are carrying generational sickness, I declare in the name of Jesus, as we partake in this, that sickness is broken. Those that need strength in their body, you will bring strength. Those that are carrying all kinds of problems, depression, anxiety, insanity, all kinds of attack of the enemy, all kinds of things in their body, physical appearance, of marks in their body, spiritual marks in their body. Lord, we declare in the name of Jesus, everything will be wiped. I declare in the name of Jesus, our blood will be cleansed as we drink of this cup, as we partake in this body. I declare whatever is broken in our life is fixed. I declare miracles are taking place. I declare we are being energized. Revelation, I, I declare everyone that partake in this, that your spirit will come upon them alive. You will rekindle them. In the name of Jesus, let them be rekindled. I declare in the name of Jesus, testimonies are going to flow as we partake of this communion. Lord, you are going to perform wonders. Glorify yourself. In Jesus' name we are praying. Amen, amen, amen. In Jesus' name. Can we eat the bread together? And I want us to bring the wine together too. Can we bring the wine together? And I want us to begin to pray right now. Begin to declare the word that you want to see in your life right now. As you have partake of the communion, begin to declare the word of God concerning you. And you will see those things come to pass. I declare healing upon myself right now. I declare healing right now. Let the healing power of God begin to flow upon my body. Let the healing power of God begin to flow upon me right now. I declare your power flowing right now. I declare re-energizing. That you re-energize me in the name of Jesus. I declare that you strengthen my body. Both spiritually, physically. That you strengthen me. I declare revelation. Opening my eyes right now. 
in the name of Jesus, that my sight is working well, my ears are working well, my heart is working well, my hands are working well, my body is working well, the pains in my body is gone right now, in the name of Jesus. I declare whatever pain you are having in your body is gone right now. I declare the healing power of God is flowing upon you. I declare the glory of God is overshadowing those that does not have the spirit. I declare the spirit of God is coming upon you right now. Healing is taking place. I declare cancers are being healed. The power of God is flowing. The power of God is moving. In the name of Jesus, whatever attack of the enemy that you've been carrying for a long time, as you're partaking this, I declare it is gone. If you can speak in tongues, speak in tongues right now. Lalo mehete brakoso tonda lima hada lima sada broko tebaha. Lakula mahanda moso tonda lia bakira pole zida ba. Male heketeli makodo lia baziza. Libra komba lia bezo barieka da honde libra hula tala. Le kumbra hana ponda lima hada rebozozi ana pia bazuda. Laro bondo le meheda brono sienda lima hada brono sika la maria. Lira kombo lo mahanda masole brahida pari makuda brahida pa. Lero poso tole brahida ponda lima huda lima. Mari katia la mazondo le brahida pari maha. I release the power of God upon everyone right now. I release the anointing flow rapodaha. The anointing that breaks the yoke of sickness, breaks the yoke of affliction, break every kind of yoke in your life right now in the name of Jesus. The anointing begin to break the yoke right now. Whatever yoke you are carrying in your body, whatever yoke is upon your life is broken right now in the name of Jesus. The power of God is flowing. The anointing is flowing. Healing, healing, rapumbara. Bruised heart, Rekandoziana, restoration is taking place right now. In the name of Jesus, I declare restoration of the power, restoration of strength, restoration of blessing, restoration, whatever has been lost is being restored back. In the name of Jesus, let's begin to thank God for what God has done right now. And we just begin to thank Him for everything that the Lord has done. How he has taken over our service today, what he has done to our service. Can we just begin to exalt his name?